we said. The Press Box. And welcome into another edition of the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, Mike Grace here, thanking you for joining us for what is just a slice of what you hear every day on our radio show, The Press Box, heard on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at pressboxradio.com. We thank you so much for stopping by here. If you did so, well, uh, how about telling a friend to do the same thing? They can find us and subscribe to us so you get our brand new podcast every time they come out. We're available on Apple and Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Wherever you find your favorite podcast, simply search for Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one for the Pressbox podcast. And you'll find us on social media using that same handle, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. On today's show, a very special guest, Peter Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network. He's been doing some great work lately, filling in for Paul Feinbaum on the Paul Feinbaum Radio Network and the SEC Network. He'll do that again Thursday and Friday of this week, so watch and listen for that. But during our time with Peter Burns, we got personal, talked about uh, some ups and downs in his life, in his career, and it was good stuff all the way around, no doubt about it. When Peter Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network joined us inside the press box. You guys have a little sweet spot, uh, a part of my heart here, because my show, before I was hired for the SEC Network, I owned my own sports radio company, and the show was called The Press Box. So, I mean, this is, anytime that I heard that, all of a sudden, um, you know, it kind of gives me goosebumps. So back, gosh, now, what, eight years ago, uh, before I took the job at SEC Network, I was over in Denver, Colorado. So a lot has changed in the last eight years, especially in this great conference. So, so you're not joined by legal counsel as you come on with us, are you? We didn't. Uh, it, it just depends. Well, I'll tell you what I didn't have is is a damn fine intro song like you guys had. I like I'm I'm a little <laughs> jealous because now I'm trying to see if I can get. You know, Paul's got his show. Uh, you know, and and Taylor Hicks does it. I'm trying to yes. see if I can get Feinbaum himself to actually record a song. I don't know how it would sound. Probably pretty bad, but I mean, I think it's worth a shot, right? Hey, hey, hey Peter, go ahead. Peter, it's JD Danimobile. Just to warn you how this show goes, mm-hmm. uh, we, all morning we've been trying to understand why IHOP's pancakes today are 58 cents on their 63rd anniversary. And uh, I told Chris that I've, I've taken IQ tests my whole year, uh, my whole life. And I said, well, 63rd anniversary, six minus three is three. If you subtract five from eight, that's three. And there's three pancakes okay. in the stack. And I thought I had it figured out. And Chris said, did you Google it? And I'm like, I didn't think of that. <laughs> So what was the answer? Was it, I guess, what, uh, done in – Chris 19- had it. I was going to say, 1958, but that would have been 63. Yeah. That, was exactly, I'm, I'm con- that was exactly I'm absolutely the confused now. Well, because 58 <laughs> was the year that it was founded, and so they just pay homage to 1958. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, 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 mean I, I know there's inflation, but I'm like, why not just do, a, uh, you know, a penny for every single year for the pancake? I mean, listen, I was told there was going to be no math on this interview, exactly. guys. No exactly. math. There would be – a lot of carbs. I was, I was told there'd be no math and there would be snacks. Yeah, exactly. That's that's yeah. my pat Always. answer for stuff. So one last thing real quick. Age. We, we talk age, things like that. Taylor Hicks, uh, Peter, uh, until I started doing Alabama basketball, my claim to fame was that I broadcast Taylor Hicks high school basketball games. <laughs> Did he have gray hair back then as well? You know too? what? Here, like, here's the Here's the true story. When he was making the run in American Idol, okay, mm-hmm. it was a big deal in Birmingham, as you might expect, because it was still new. Um, 
Ruben Stuttered, I think, had finished second the year before, maybe, or oh, something yeah, like absolutely. that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the local Fox affiliates doing a major promotion because it's a local guy. And I'm seeing this guy, and I'm going, wait a minute. He looks familiar, but I've never met him. This white-haired guy moving or trying to dance, playing a harmonica, all this stuff. And I'm going, I know him. Where do I know him? Then the local station did a story about him playing high school basketball, interviewing his high school coaches. I went, holy cow, I didn't just – I've done his games. That's hilarious. I didn't just do his games. I used to talk to the kid. His his grandmother was in charge of marketing for one of the local shopping malls. They were sponsors. We used to talk all the time, but I didn't recognize him as what looked like a 50-year-old man by the time he was on American Idol, even though he was only about 35. I mean, uh, just think of the list of the incredible athletes you had an opportunity to broadcast from. And at the top of that list is Taylor Hicks, Hicks, high school basketball legend. I mean, you should only be, you know, so be so lucky. (laughs) Taylor Hicks game was was slightly, Taylor Hicks game was slightly better than you would think Feinbaum's version of singing the theme song would be. That's fair. That's fair. I would say, uh, yeah, okay, I will just leave it at that and, and let, the, yes. let the listeners imagine what that could be. How many, times, <laughs> how many times a day do you pinch yourself that you're getting to do this? Uh, no, this is awesome. This is like, again, this, but you know, what's funny is that this is like the official kickoff week for us. Like, I feel like after college world series and we cover it for sec network, we go like, we go dark on the, on the state, on the, on the network. We basically recharge, refuel, get ready to go. And it's kind of this week leading into media day, starting on Monday, that's kind of our official kickoff of, of the year. And, you know, guys, I, I, I kind of, you know, once you do things over and over again, you take things for granted. And I've always taken media days for granted. That's until what last year happened. And I've never felt so kind of quote unquote, naked going into a season because we didn't get a chance to have these conversations with media members or the players or the coaches leading into the year. All of a sudden it was just, boom, here's the season. And it didn't feel until like week three or four that we had a bunch of things figured out. So I'm, I'm pumped to be back in Birmingham next week for, for media days. Cause it, you know, there is, I know there's a lot of cliches, but there's a lot that you can learn about these teams coming up before the season. Peter, I did a lousy job. By no means was I implying that you were excited to be on our show. What I was implying <laughs> was pinching yourself that you actually get to do what you're doing for a living because I know your story mm. and it, where a a horrible day turns out to be one of the greatest things that ever happened to you when you have to pivot in terms of your career and now you're now you're on one of the the hottest networks from a sports standpoint in the country. And you're one of the primary faces and voices of that. It's, it's, I mean, even when you say it, it still gives me goosebumps. Right. And it was about, I'll tell you this. And and I was looking at it because, you know, on Facebook, they had the Facebook memories of what pops up. And I can remember we, my wife and I were getting back from a trip about eight years ago or seven years ago and I had just auditioned for SEC Network, and we hadn't heard anything for like two or three weeks. So we, I remember we were sitting down at dinner in, in Cabo San Lucas, of all places, on the way back from going to Denver. And I, we, I said, you know what? I, I didn't get this job. You know, I didn't get a call back in two, you know, two or three weeks. I'm, I'm kind of gutted over it. And, you know, we were talking about, hey, well, here's what we're going to do with the business in Denver. And here's, you know, sports radio and stuff like that. And I'll never forget. And it was, I think tomorrow will be the anniversary that I got a oh, phone wow. call from an agent and, and, and said, Hey, you better learn how to tie a tie. Cause you got this job. And I mean, you know, 
my life has changed. And, and, you know, you think sometimes, you know, about how kind of dark places you have been and things that you don't think you get or, you know, you know, doors closing and, you know, losing family members. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, you go on this weird path and this journey and I'm so lucky and blessed to be doing what I do. And I, I would hope, and I think for everybody for SEC network, even you guys, like, you know, you guys are having fun on air. Like we don't take things for granted. I think over this last year, I've really understood to be more present more than ever and realize how lucky and blessed we are to cover damn sports for a living. It's crazy. Peter Burns is our guest inside the press box. Uh, JD again in mobile, Peter. And, but to keep you grounded, uh, you're never the guy or you're not the man until they've asked you to sit in front of a camera and they say, Hey, record this script. And it says due to time constraints, we now move ahead in our action. Hey, Hey, well, listen, when Dari got to do that, seriously, I was so jealous because Dari got, got, um, you know, we would be out in public and, and people would be like, dude, you're the time constraints guy. You're the time constraints guy. And I went to my bosses one day and I go, listen, Dari can have football, but can I get basketball or baseball or something? I thought that was the coolest thing ever because we have so many games being replayed that I always thought, Dari, man, I think the one Dari has done, I think he, he filmed it in 2014. So I think it's probably time for a refresher, you know, get him, get him look a little bit less spry anymore. Yeah, and, get, and tell him if he if he does it again, tell him to smile this time. It looks like it's such bad news. Like Dory's hey, Dan Rather, is, he's like I'm recording sorry, right now. Ahead. You know, it's like no, just I, I you know that's it's so funny because I go back and look at the stuff we did in 2014 from a, a network standpoint to where we're at. A lot more, I I would hope, conversational, a lot more laid back. You know, I mean, we thought we were breaking world news in 2014, and at the end of the day, man, you're 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 having fun talking about sports. It doesn't need to be rocket science. I remember yeah. going to like SEC baseball tournaments in Hoover, and we would be full suit and tie on the set in like 95 degree heat. And thank God we don't have to do that anymore. My goodness, that, those are those are some tough days. He is Peter Great Burns point. again, ESPN and the <laughs> SEC Network, and again, filling in for Paul Feinbaum on the SEC Network and on ESPN Radio on Thursday and Friday of this week. Peter, I kind of want to go, this is Mike, and I, I want to go back to, to where Chris was going. You've got a, a tweet that is pinned to your Twitter <clears throat> site, at Peter Burns ESPN, that links you to a Facebook blog that, that is titled, How the Worst Days Turn Into the Most Important Ones. I think that's a story that a lot of us, especially in this business, can relate to. And you had some some friends and associates who added to, to your little story on that Facebook. Kind of talk about how that story and, and that blog itself came about. Yeah, I mean, even going back and, and one day I was thinking about, you know, what I was doing and my job over at SEC Network and, and about how t- tough it is to get there. And it, it was a Facebook memory that had popped up that I was fired from my job in San Antonio this day. And I gosh, now it's probably 12 years ago. And the reason why is because I had gotten too big for my britches. And I started thinking about like, you know, how empty I felt after that for something I had done, right? Like it was, you know, I, w- I had just gotten, you know, a little bit, um, you know, big man on campus syndrome and thought I had, you know, hung the moon and, and really wasn't acting correctly and I deserved to be fired. And I remember it being taken away from me and thinking, all right, what can I do to, ch- to chase that dream? Um, and so I just remember every single time that I thought something was, was really, really horrifically wrong or, or like something had just bad happened in my life. I had two opportunities, you know, like one to just wallow in it or be kind of use it as like some motivation to, to try to get things done. And, um, you know, between that and, and sharing it with other stories, like we all have these stories and, 
especially over the last 15, 16 months in the pandemic, I've had so many people reach out to that pinned tweet and talk about, hey, listen, you know, I lost my job or, you know, I got divorced. I mean, listen, guys, I mean, it was crazy. One day I literally I was married for five years. I walked into my front, uh, you know, my uh, the front door of my house to my wife who I've been married to five years. And there was no wife, no dogs, no furniture, nothing. Everything was gone. And that was kind of the genesis of this story of like how I really thought my life was over at, you know, 28 years old, you know, no money in my, my bank account, all of this gone to saying, all right, I'm going to I'm going to use that as motivation for me to do what I want and chase the dream. And somehow through a crazy journey, I've gotten to those dreams. So it's um, you know, it's it keeps me present and, and it's um, uh, hopefully it's a moving note for a lot of people. As far as cool as those things are that you just shared, that would be story enough. But the one that stood out the most to me, J.D., Mike, and I, we're all blessed. We've all got families. We've all got kids. When you and your wife had your your first child, mm. <laughs> you, you posted the picture and said, this is the first time I've I have held, or I think the wording was I've held or touched my own flesh and blood because you shared that you were adopted. And I thought that was incredibly awesome that you would share that first of all, but also just trying to capture how meaningful that had to be for you as a person. Yes, as a father, but just as a person to have truly your flesh and blood that you were able to connect with. I, I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, I was, I was, my, my biological mother was 15 when she had me and gave me up for adoption. And, and so, you know, I, I had this opportunity and it was in adopted by what I call my mom and dad, you know, from the time I was yeah. a couple of weeks old. And so they've always been, you know, my family. And so when, yeah, when my daughter Bo was born, you know, I held her in my arms and that was the first person I've ever met that I was related to. Um, and it's, it's special. And now she tests me a lot, boys. I will tell you this, having two kids under four, um, it's, it's a lot, but, uh, it's an unbelievable blessing and it's, uh, it's fun. And now there's a big, big, um, battle in our, our household here. Cause I'm a diehard LSU fan and I'm married a yep. diehard Alabama fan. So it is, you know, it's kind of the bloods and crips. It is, it is definitely a, um, the Mason Dixon line here on who, you know, what, what um, what teams the kids are going to pull for, for sure. Peter Burns, SEC Network, ESPN, our guest here inside the press box. And you bring up an interesting point. You say you're a diehard LSU fan. I have yep. no problem with that whatsoever. It is amazing to me, even as a play-by-play guy for the Crimson Tide Sports Network, who grew up in the state of Alabama as an Alabama fan, I'll occasionally get criticized for being a homer. And I'm like, dude, I pulled for them before they signed the checks. Why would you think that I don't now? Talk about walking that fine line of being fair and being professional, but also admitting yeah. I'm a fan. Well, and I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, I think it's uh, adapted over years too. Like when, when you're doing play by play, which you do incredibly well, like, I think you you're telling the story, right? There, it's not supposed to be one side or another. From a host right. standpoint, um, when I'm on television and I'm I'm basically just hey, all you do is you ask you ask the questions to the guys who really know the sports, whether it's baseball with David Delucci or or Ben McDonald or or football with with Booger and Marcus and 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 Chris Doring and all those guys. Um, but then when you do radio, you kind of have a different 
approach as well, too. I mean, I, I've always been upfront, and I told the people at SEC Network from day one, like, listen, I'm an LSU fan. That's probably going to come across. I'm never going to say we because I never played for LSU, um, but it, it's going to be a part there. And I, I, I think for us, at least at the network, it's okay to show our allegiances lie as long as they, you're saying something that's based in what you really think, not how you feel. And I yeah. think that's kind of what they told us. They're like, listen, you can say anything you want on, on camera as long as you don't curse, as long as you truly believe it. And I remember the, right. the, the Stephanie Drewley, who started our network, said, I don't care what you say as long as you've got some rationale behind it you truly believe it and you're not saying it just to say it. Um, I, I, I think that happens a little bit. And, you know, we, we tell them quickly, hey, as soon as you pull for one team, the other team is going to be a, a, all up on your grill. So I just pull for all of them now. I know pe some people hate that, but honestly, I'm, I've become, you know, once you get these storylines, guys, as you know, you just become fans of these kids and these teams and these coaches. And we got a bunch of good ones here in this conference. So tell me, are you still doing, forgive me for not knowing this, but are you doing any morning radio at all, any radio on a daily basis anymore? Yeah. Because cause what? Yeah, so what we'll do, so me and Chris Doring, so we have SEC This Morning, which is our, our you know, right. our, that show, that airs Monday through Friday all year long. So we do that Got show it. from 7 to 10 a.m. You know, That's we, what I We're thought. basically competitors in the morning, traditionally. I'm off today. Um gotcha. And during football season, we air it on SEC Network on Mondays. And there may be some news coming out in here in a couple of days about how it may be growing a little bit more. Um, we'll uh, can't say too much yet. But um, so, yeah, we do that. And then I do a Sunday morning show. So during football season, I'm, I'm seven days a week for a good <laughs> five months. <laughs> well, when you started, it was it was you and Marcus, right? Yeah. Like three. Yes. Was it wasn't it like three and a half years ago? Yeah, it was about uh, that time. Me, me, and the big swagoo, who I, I I could tell he wasn't made for re morning radio about about this time uh, yeah. three years ago <laughs> when I think he was uh, rearranging his tackle box on air uh, in the middle of a segment. And I said, you know what? Maybe 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 the morning radio thing is it is is it for you, Spears? And he's like, yeah, dog, I agree. <laughs> so, so real quick, because I know we're up against clock. Uh, I was a guest on your show. I think the first month you guys were on the air and not long after that, I had a stroke. I wish you much better success having been on my show than I had immediately <laughs> after I was on yours. My man, ah, we're happy for point. you that you recovered. You sound great. And I can't wait to come back on the show and, uh, and do this again soon. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank you, it. sir. For me, no doubt. That's one of my favorite guests we've ever had inside the press box. Peter Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network. Just great stuff. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, you can do so on our daily radio show, The Press Box. Hear it on great radio stations around the state and online 24-7 at pressboxradio.com. Go there. You can check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand hour by hour all the way back to the very first hour. Or simply press the listen button to hear The Press Box anytime, 24-7. Again, that's pressboxradio.com. Com. That'll do it for today. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, and our special guest, Peter Burns, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here inside the Press Box.